Welcome to the podcast of Life Church in Houston, Texas. We are so glad that you are joining us today. We hope that this message inspires your week, builds your faith, and ultimately brings you closer to Christ. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Okay, folks, let's jump into Intentional Christmas. Now, this is a four-week series, and today I'm going to be talking about intentional living. Uh, We have two Sundays where our message is going to be about better and more, part one and part two. And then our last message in this series is going to be on December the 26th, the day after Christmas. And I want everyone to listen to me. That Sunday, we're going to be online only. We won't gather together. I know that it's the day after Christmas. I know a lot of people have family, all kind of things. A lot of you have to go to Walmart to take back gifts that you got that you don't want. And so we're going to have an online service only on that day. Uh, We're working on it, recording it. I think it's going to be incredible. And on that Sunday, I'm going to be preaching about intentional Christmas. And uh, I'm ready to jump in. If you have your phone out, you can share our feed. And also, you can go to the YouVersion app and find my sermon notes there. Just look under Life Church HTX. All of the sermon notes for this series will be on that version app, and you can follow along because I think this is really important. Okay, so we all know in our heart of hearts the importance of living a life that matters. There is a passage in the book of Ecclesiastes that talks about how God, as he created us, put eternity in our hearts. And there's something about that eternity part of us that drives us to have a life that really matters, a life that really counts, a life that really makes a difference. And and I just want to clue you in on something that I think is very important, and that is that this life that you're living right now is not a dress rehearsal. There's no second act. I mean, today is this day, and we're never going to have this day again. There's never going to be a chance for us to experience the things that we need to experience today and to follow God the way that we need to experience God on this moment. We only have one shot at this life. Nobody gets a second chance. So, and so we want our life to matter. And the other thing we need to know about today is that life doesn't wait for us. You know, a lot of times people say, well, I'm going to, when one day I'm going to, I'm going to make a difference. And one day I'm going to do this. And, and the truth of it is, is life keeps marching on. It just keeps going and the calendar keeps moving. And so it's important to be very intentional and live intentionally where we are at this moment. You see, if every day you could add value uh, to other people's lives. Let me just ask it, uh, ask you this question. If every day you could add value to other people's lives and, and, and at the same time that you're adding value to other people's lives, Jesus is watching you and recognizing that. And, and, and he is saying, thank you. I, I, I thank you for what you're doing and how you're making a difference and how you are making a life uh, 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 adding value. As a matter of fact, what if Jesus was saying, thank you for adding value to me? What, wouldn't you say that if you live that kind of day, it would be a significant day? 
Wouldn't you say that if you were living today and you were doing good and, and Jesus was recognizing it and he was saying, thank you for, for blessing me, wouldn't that be a, a, a significant day in your life? Wouldn't that be the type of day that you would really like to live? And, and for all of you that get nervous in questions and testing and, and, and you have anywhere, but the answer to that is yes. So everybody just say yes. I want to live that kind of day. I want to live that kind of day. If we add value to people's lives and we're blessing people and we understand that as we are living this life, that Jesus is participating in that act, is participating in that act of adding value, we would understand that we are living a life that really matters. So many times we don't live that type of life and so we need to learn today on how to live intentionally. And I think the first thing that we need to do when we talk about how to live a life that matters is we need to see the big picture. Everybody say the big picture. Turn to your neighbor and say the big picture. We need to see the big picture. And I really think that we need to hear this message because I I know that many of us are living below what God wants us to do. And I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. I think it's part of our life and it's the struggle. And I'll talk about that in just a few minutes. And I think one of the reasons that we may not be living the life that God wants us to live is because we haven't really seen the big picture that God wants us to see. Now, in the book of Matthew chapter 25, Jesus tells three parables and one of the parables is a very important parable about sheep and goats. And in this parable, he is teaching us something. And one of the things that he's teaching us is that Jesus values people. Now, Bryce talked about it. Andrew talked about it. We have a God that loves us. We have a God that cares about us. And he values us. And I want you to just listen to this passage of scripture. I'm reading from the message translation. And this is what it says. When he finally arrives, blazing in beauty and all his angels with him, the son of man will take his place on his glorious throne. Then all the nations will be arranged before him and he will sort the people out much as a shepherd sorts out sheep and goats, putting Sheep on his right and goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, these are the sheep, enter. You who are blessed by my father, take what's coming to you in this kingdom. It's already been for you since the world's foundation. And, and here's why. I, I love this part. The Lord is now telling them, this is why you're getting the kingdom. I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was homeless and you gave me a room. I was shivering and you gave me clothes. I was sick and you stopped to visit. I was in prison and you came to me. Then those sheep are going to say, Master, what are you talking about? When did we ever see you hungry and feed you, thirsty and give you drink? Or when did we ever see you in sick? Uh, you sick or in prison and come to you, then the king will say, listen, I'm telling you the solemn truth. Whenever you did one of these things to someone overlooked or ignored, 
That was me. You did it to me. Langdon, I'm on your theme scripture here for your ministry. It's beautiful. What is this saying to us here? It's telling us that Jesus values people. He cares about people. And it tells us that when we add value to people, that Jesus takes it personally. Have you ever taken something personally? You know, a lot of times we take the bad personally, but this is the good. Jesus is taking this personally. He's saying, when you do it to the least of me, at least of these, it's just like you've done it to me. And I don't want you to miss this. This this time of the season is full of busyness and I'm going to be busy and I've got family stuff to do and there's vacations and trips and all kinds of things that we're taking. But let's never forget that Jesus is the reason for this season. And, and if he has this value, and, and again, it's already been said, but, but if he loves us so much that, that he became flesh, that he crossed over the gap of sin that separated us from God, if, if he came from glory to, to a manger, then that shows how much he loves us and how much he cares about us. And, and even in this passage of scripture, he's talking about himself as a shepherd. Now, now I don't know if you know this, but this is what a shepherd does. He hangs out with sheep. And, and, and I don't know if you know this or if you've been around many sheep. Do we have any shepherds in the building? I'd like to talk to you. Sheep stink. Sheep are not tidy animals. And the shepherd, if he's going to be around the sheep, then guess what's going to happen? He's going to smell like the sheep. That's how much God loves us. Listen, don't overlook the incredible scripture that he dug me out of the miry clay. He can't pick me up out of miry clay without getting clay on himself. He can't reach down into the depths of my sin without knowing where I've come from and, and associating with that. That's how much he loves us, how much he values us. And really, when we look at this scripture, what we should do, everybody listen to me for a minute. When we see people, we should see Jesus. If, if doing it to the least of these is like we've done it unto him, then when we see people, we should see Jesus. And that's really the big picture that we need to get a hold of. As Christians that are following Jesus and trying to do everything that we can, then we shouldn't be looking at people and categorizing them and saying, this is a group of people I like and these people are too poor. Or these people are too destitute. When we look at people, we should See Jesus, because the message is when you've done it to the least of them, you've done it unto me. You see, everyone has an opportunity to help others. Everyone has an opportunity to add value to other people. Victor Franklin, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but he was a, an incredible psychologist, philosopher that, that went through the um, 
the uh, concentration camps as a young Jewish boy during World War II. And, and it was during that time that he saw so much abuse and so much hopelessness. And he developed some incredible principles that helped him get out of that and become a world-renowned uh, uh, thinker. And, and this is what he said. Everyone has his own specific vocation and mission in life. Everybody, just say, everybody say me. Come on, help me now. Everybody say me. me. Everyone that is in this place, you have your own vocation and mission that God has given you, that God has appointed to you. You are at this time and appointed to this time because God decreed it. He is the master of the world and the creator of the world and all things are under his control. Amen. And so I am here because I have a reason. And Victor Frankl goes on to say, everyone's task is as unique as his specific opportunity to implement it. Well, what does that mean, Pastor? That means that some of you work in areas that I will never go into or that no one else in this church will ever go into or perhaps no other Christian will go into. And it's your opportunity to be on mission in that place and at that time. Now, now the parable didn't stop there. Let's go on with the parable in the book of Matthew chapter 25. Jesus goes on to say, then he turns to the goats, the ones on the left. Remember the sheep are on the right and the goats are on the left. If you don't know your right from left, if you hold your finger up like that, that's an L. That means that's your left side. Life hacks by Pastor Jim. Amen. Then he turns to the goats, the ones on the left, and this is what he says. Get out worthless goats. I don't ever want to hear that. I don't want God to say that to me. He said, you're good for nothing but the fires of hell. Well, why, God? Why are you condemning them? Why are they at this place? And he goes on to say, I was hungry and you gave me no meal. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was homeless and you gave me no bed. I was shivering and you gave me no clothes. Sick and in prison and you never visited me. And then those goats are going to say, Master, what are you talking about? When did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or homeless or shivering or sick in prison and didn't help? And he will answer them, I'm telling you the solemn truth. Whenever you failed to do to do one of these things to someone who has been overlooked or ignored. That was me. You failed to do it to me. Then those goats will be herded to their eternal doom, but the sheep to their eternal reward. Man, that hits home, folks. I, I, I almost don't want to accept that. I, I almost don't want to make that a part of my thought process. But what this scripture is saying is when I overlook someone, when I ignore someone, it's as if I'm doing it to Jesus. And I, I just have to tell you, if Jesus was here today, we would be lined up to take him to dinner. If Jesus was here and we saw that he had a need of clothing, we would be rushing to our closets to get whatever extra clothing we could to give to him. 
Many of us taking the clothes off of our own body to clothe him. Oh my goodness, it's too quiet. I'm starting to get nervous. If Jesus was here and was shivering, if Jesus was here and was sick, we would visit him. And yet, in this scripture, he says, when you don't do it to the least of these, it's just like you've ignored me. It's just like you've overlooked me. And and I know, oh, oh my goodness, how many excuses can we make? You know, Pastor, this is what I'm going to do. I am going to make a difference when everything is just right. (laughs) You you know what, Pastor? I'm going to do that when the circumstances are just perfect. I'm going to do that, Pastor, whenever I have the, the resources that I need to have to really make a difference. And this is what's happened. This is what takes place in our mind. We postpone intentional living Because of what we want to have or because of what we don't have at the moment. And this is my message on this first Sunday of this intentional Christmas is put your intention to work today based on what you have, not what you're going to get someday. Everyone in the room has the opportunity to make a difference. And, And you know, I have... Talk to people in my ministry that have told me, you know, Pastor, I just feel like that the Lord is so far from me. When you do it to the least of these, it's as you do it to me. You want to feel Jesus? Then go help somebody that is destitute. You, you want to feel close to the Lord? Then, then go do the actions that the Lord would do. Think about how he loved people and how he cared for people and how he reached for people and, 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 and just go take care of somebody. You know, let, let me just go back to this parable for just a few minutes because it's really amazing to me that the sheep, which are on the right hand, everybody say the right hand, they didn't know that they were doing good. Jesus says, man, you did all of these things. When, when, Lord, when are you talking about? Well, when you did it to the least of these, you did it to me. This is what I think. I think the sheep were just doing good deeds because they felt compelled to do that because maybe they're Christianity. How many of us are just doing good things because, oh, well, that's the Christian thing to do. They didn't have a clue. They didn't see the big picture that what they were really doing in this good was to do it unto the Lord. And on the other side of that... The people that weren't doing good, they had no clue that when they didn't do good, when they ignored somebody that was down and out, it was as if they were doing it unto the Lord. You see, this is what happens when we see the big picture. Insignificant acts become very significant. Let me say that again. When we see the big picture and we go out of our way to help somebody and the world around us may think, oh, that's just insignificant. That doesn't really matter. In the eyes of Jesus Christ, insignificant acts of kindness, of love, of support, of help become very significant in the eyes of the Lord. I'm thankful Nancy's here. In case you didn't hear it, she just said, That's good. (laughs) I'm glad somebody is with me today. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm going to ask you two questions. And I'm going to give you the answers. The answer is yes. So let's just go through these questions. Do you think that the people that did good good things, 
The people that fed the hungry, gave drink to the thirsty, provided care for the homeless, clothed those that were naked. Do you think those that visited the sick and those that are in prison, if they had seen the big picture and seen how they were actually doing it unto the Lord, do you think they would have done more good deeds? There's no reason to not participate. You have the answer to the question. The only way you can mess up is if you say no. Don't say no. Say yes. Second question, do you think the people that didn't do the good things, the ones who walked by others who were in need, who lived their own selfish life, those who didn't feed the hungry or give drink to the thirsty or provide a care for the homeless or didn't clothe those who were naked or visit the sick and those in prison, if they had seen that they were ignoring people, that they were actually ignoring Jesus, do you think their attitude, their actions would change towards others? Would they have done more? Yes. That makes me feel so much better. You see, this is what happens. What's so amazing, when we start seeing Jesus in other people, you may actually open their eyes to see Jesus in themselves. When you actually start valuing other people and showing them love and showing them help and showing them companionship and showing them uh, support, did you know that you may actually be opening their eyes to see Jesus in them and to see that they really matter? There's too many people in this world that think that their life doesn't matter, that their life is over, that their life is a joke. I, I just Googled my life is a joke last night just to see what would come up. Thousands of entries of people that are making this public declaration that my life doesn't matter, my life is a joke, nothing about it is important. There's too many people like that because this is the truth. Every one of them are the children of the Almighty God and they matter. So for my life to matter and count, I need to see the big picture. I need to see that everyone is important to Jesus and that as I walk through this world and I show these acts of kindness, I'm showing them to people. It's as if I am ministering to Jesus Christ himself. There's one more thing that we need to do if we're going to see the big picture, and that is I need to be intentional. I, I need to be very strategic with my life. You see, the moment... I start living intentionally, I increase the good that I do. I, I'm sure, without a doubt in my mind, that everybody in this room does good deeds and good things for other people. But how many, how many of us really do it intentionally? Or is it something we just fall into? Is it something we just accidentally come upon? I, I want to be very intentional with my life. This is something that's so important. Every significant thing, every good habit, everything that is in my life that is going to be good is an uphill battle. We preached a whole series on that a couple of years ago. This is what you need to understand. Nobody stands on the top of the mountain and looks around and says, hey, how did I get up here? Man, I just happened to be on the top of the mountain. That's pretty awesome. No, no. 
If, if you're going to be on the top of a mountain, it's because you intentionally said, I'm going to climb that mountain. And, and so when we set out to do good things, we, we, we work at it. We have to be intentional about it. And, and intentional living means that I start thinking about my life. There's, there's three words that, that come. And I, I, I meant to bring the book Intentional Living by John Maxwell. If any of you have it, Read it. It's amazing. If you don't have it, go get it. It's an incredible book. And a lot of the things that I have to say today came from, from that book. Uh, there's three words that describe intentional living. Uh, number one is deliberate. I think about my life. Amen. <laughs> I don't get up in the morning and just think, um, where am I going to get cheese enchiladas? I do think that, but that's not the only thing. I deliberately think about my life. I, I plan my life. I, I want to make a difference today. I, I, I want to, I, I normally have a little bracelet on that I wear every day, a little uh, a rubber bracelet, and it says expand legacy. And the other side of it says think big because every day I want to think in my mind, I've got to do something that will make an impact on people and that will bless people and that will help people. I want to be a difference maker. The second word that can really describe uh, intentional living is consistent, just every day. And the third thing is willful. I'm making the choice to do it. I'm not being coerced to do it. I'm not being manipulated to do it. There's something in my heart that says I want to be a blessing to others. And when I bless the least of these, it's as if I am doing it to the Lord. Uphill habits, uphill efforts. It's always work, but it's always worth it. Downhill always diminishes us. Downhill habits always cause us to, to, to fall, to, it subtracts from us. It takes away from us. And, and listen, I'm not just talking about uphill habits. I'm going to make a million dollars. I'm going to, I'm going to own my own business. I, I, there's, there's a lot of goals out there that are revolved around your success that really aren't very significant eternally. And I'm not saying abandon those goals. I'm just saying make sure that when you have those type of goals, there's other things in your life that says, I don't want just success. I want satisfaction. This is what success does. It always says, I want more. I've got to get more. I've got to have the new car. I've got to have a bigger car. I've got to have a bigger house. I've got to beat the Joneses. For all the Joneses that are here, I love you so much. Satisfaction is when I sit back and say, I've done something good. I've blessed somebody. I've helped somebody. I know that my life makes a difference and my life is counting. We are born selfish. I'm not casting stone on anybody. I'm talking about me too. It's not natural to think of others. It's natural for me to think about myself, but being intentional changes my mindset and helps me start thinking about others and what I can do to help others. And don't put it off. I know you've got a lot of business to do there in this holiday. Don't put it off. Be intentional today. Find something that grabs a hold of your attention and say, I'm going to make a difference in this area. Let me give you quickly two people that made a difference. Abigail Lupi was 10 years old and she visited her grandmother in the nursing home. And this is what she's found. She found that her grandmother was having a silent struggle with loneliness. And as she walked up and down the corridors of that nursing home, she noticed that so many people were fighting that same loneliness. This little girl started a foundation called 
care girls and it helps new uh, helps uh, nursing home patients all over New Jersey feel loved by walking with them, by just talking to them. This is what she said. Uh, I like to brighten up people's day and help them have a fun time. You, you know what? That little girl made a difference because she saw a need and she reacted to it. Nick, Nicholas Lowinger was 12 years old and on his way to school, he saw a brother and sister that were homeless that didn't go to school every day because they only had one pair of shoes. So they alternated days. One day, one of the kids would wear the shoes, go to school. The next day, the other one would wear the shoes and go to school. You know what Nicholas did? He took, sat down, took off his shoes, gave them to them so that they could go to school on the same day. And then he started an organization that came to be known as Gotta Have Soul, where there's over 99,000 children that have been given shoes. Just find something and make a difference. Just find something. I, I, I'm coming to the end. Uh, I know I'm beating you up pretty bad, but it's... It's in love. I'm doing it as unto you as I do it unto Jesus. I, I guess. I don't know. Oh, Jesus, help me. There's four things. Everybody say four things that I can do to be intentional. Number one is just value people. Will you say that with me? Value people. Care about people. I, I, I think as Christians, one of our goals is to be like Jesus. Amen. And if we want to be Christ-like, if we want to be like Jesus, then we need to value people. Just, just can we look at his life? His life, what did he do? He went from town to town, village to village, talking to, touching, loving people that no one else noticed or no one else cared about. That's what Jesus did. Jesus valued everybody. As a matter of fact, what I have found is that many times the religious people are the ones that had a problem with Jesus because he was valuing people that they thought were worthless. Luke chapter 15, where there's three incredible parables of the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son, all is in response to Jesus responding to their negative attitude because in their words, he was spending time with sinners. I'm going to say something religious here so everybody listen. When the church loves correcting more than connecting, we have missed what the ministry of Jesus is all about. We have missed it. This is what I found. I found that everyone needs a friend. I, I found that when I've talked to people that everyone has good in them, can, let's go, can we just decide that we're going to go after the good? I, I mean, how easy is it to find bad in people or find something we don't like or find a personality we don't care about? But, but what if we just said, let's just go after the good in people? Everyone needs to feel valued. Everyone can help me. And so I've made the decision that I'm going to help everyone. Everyone has something they can add to my life. I, I want to add something to other people's lives. And, and everybody wants to feel better about, that life, about their life. So 
I want to help them feel better because that's what I see Jesus do. So the second thing he did, and the second way we can live intentionally is we can think of ways to add value to people. Now, there is an action, but I think the first thing we have to do is change our mindset because this is really what our mindset is. Our mindset is about us. But how do we change that? How do we start thinking and cultivating a a Jesus mindset, a heart of Jesus mindset? Well, we just have to think. We have to start thinking kindness. And, and, And I don't want to presume anything, but I have a feeling that there are people in this room that think harshly. harshly. And and I think many times what you think comes out of your mouth, whether to your spouse, to your parents, to your children, about Joe Biden, about Donald Trump, about whoever it is. What if we just removed harshness and mean spirits from our mind and just started thinking kindly? Instead of looking at somebody and judging them up and down, why don't we just start thinking, man, I love that person. I don't know them. I may never talk to them. I may never see them again. And you know what you're going to get? You're going to be going down H-E-B just smiling at people because you love them. And they're going to think, hmm, that's okay. Let them think it. Think about kindness. Remove harsh words from your mouth. Hey, let me just go one more place with that. Quit talking bad about yourself. Quit talking about how you're not worthy, about how you can't do it. Start with kindness. Second thing we can do is we can just start thinking about how can I serve? How can I help people? Who needs a word of encouragement? Change your mindset from self to others. This is what Albert Einstein said. Albert Einstein said, The world as we have created it is a process of our thinking. Of course, we know that. What we think becomes what we say, becomes what we do, becomes our lifestyle, becomes a habit, becomes a characteristic. That's just part of our living. That's what he's saying here. It cannot be changed without changing our thinking. So if you're tired of your world and the world that you've created and the turmoil that isn't, change the way that you're thinking. Ask the Lord to give you a renewing of of your mind. Number three, do things. Not only think about it, but do things that value people. Intentional living turns into good intentions, which turns into good actions. Anne Frank, um, this, this beautiful story of Anne Frank, she said, how lovely that everyone, great and small, can make a contribution towards introducing justice straightway. And you can always, always give something even if it's only kindness. Just turn to the person next to you and say, I'm going to give kindness. (laughs) I I asked my staff this week, said, what are some of just the, the little basic acts that people do that really show you kindness or that you do that show people kindness? And this is some of the things they said. It's as simple as holding the door for someone. It, it, it could be just being polite and saying good morning or, or please or, or thank you or you're welcome. And, and, and if you're in a restaurant or if you're going through a drive-thru, be nice. If they get your order wrong, just get them to correct it. Don't throw a milkshake through the window. 
Just be nice. You can be nice by helping somebody with a chore or a project. You can be nice by buying a cup of coffee for a stranger. You can be nice by giving somebody a compliment, by being considerate of a person that is serving you in a restaurant, by offering to run an errand for a friend, by leaving a special note in your spouse's lunch or, or on the mirror or, or, or wherever. Be nice to your garbage man. Be nice to your mailman. Or woman. Or person. Sorry if I'm not correct there. You know, a good bottle of water would do somebody good. Thanking them for what they do. Listening to someone without interrupting. Have you ever talked to someone and you knew that they weren't listening to you? They were trying to think of what they were going to say to you when you shut up? That's annoying. You know, they're just like, okay, yeah, okay, okay, shut up. I've got, I've got what I want to say. Will you be quiet so I can talk? Really listen to someone. That's, that's a great way to show value. Okay, last thing. The last thing is to encourage others to add value to people. Not only do you do it, but share your burden. Share your vision. Share your dreams. I, I don't know how many of you were here last Sunday, but David Huff was absolutely amazing. Oh my goodness. The old rocker in me came alive when he started. Man, I was like, oh, I can play the guitar like that. It's the air guitar, but it's... it's. But there was one thing that he said that was amazing. He said that he sat down in that catfish restaurant and there was a little guy moving around with the biggest smile that you've ever had and as soon as he said it I turned to Nancy and I said that's Gerald Hagen Gerald worked for Nancy and I when we were on the other side of town and and uh, he's not with us anymore just a horrible story of, of a, an accident that took his life but but you know what was so awesome about David Huff's testimony is that when Gerald sat down with him he invited him to church he cared about him he shared what he had he shared his vision david's story about going to church was really awesome this is what i believe i'm going to close right here one more scripture after i say this and then i may say some more things who knows but this is what i know that jesus wants you to live an intentional life he did not come and give his life and die for us so that we could just somehow get through. He came to save us and put us on mission. As a matter of fact, one of the last things that he said to his disciples in the book of Matthew chapter 18, or I'm sorry, 28, was telling them, this is how you need to live your life. And this is what he said, go. Ha have a plan. You, you, you've got to have a direction that you're going. Have you ever just gone and not had a place you're going? You, you know what? You never get there, do you? But when you go, you have a plan. I want to go. Get, get it in your mind. I'm going. And he said, and make disciples of all nations. So it's intentional. I'm going. I'm finding people. I'm telling them about Jesus. I'm, I'm talking to them and I'm baptizing them, them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And listen, teach these new disciples that... There's such intentionality in what Jesus says here. And, and, and you know what I love about this? And 
Nancy and I were in a meeting with some pastors the other day and we were talking about it. I, I like the fact that Jesus didn't tell us how to do it. He just said, do it. And, and I, I've been thinking a lot about that. And, and this is what I think. I think that Jesus didn't tell us how to do it because each of us are different. Each of us have different personalities. God created personalities. And this is what he wants us to do. Just obey that. That would be good for you to do it. But he doesn't give us an out. He wants all of us to live intentionally. Let's stand together. Intentional Christmas. Intentional living. I want my life to matter. On that great judgment day, I want to be on the right hand. I want to be with the sheep. But, but I want to say something else about that. I just don't want to be on the right side. I want to know why I'm on the right side. I want to intentionally give everything that I have to make a difference in the world that I am in. And this is my prayer to close this out, that even today, even today, that God will come into whatever situation you're in and show you something that you can do intentionally to someone. And when He shows you, take a step of faith because when you do it to the least of these, you're doing it as unto Jesus. Lord, thank You so much for this day that You have given us. And the time that we've had together here, Lord. I, I pray, dear Lord, that you would help us. You are our help. You are our strength. You are the one that guides us, the head. And this is what I ask. I ask that even today, as you're talking to us and as you're leading us, that you will put us in those situations where we have to be very intentional about doing good. And that it would just keep coming into our life to where we could be those people that are living our life on purpose, God. And that we're giving everything that we can for you and for your kingdom. Because Lord, you gave everything to us. I pray it in Jesus' name. Everybody said in Jesus' name. Amen. I want the team just to lead us in a chorus here. And, and you know what, I, um, I think that it's kind of a sacred moment right now. I, I think, and I, I want you to understand, I don't do this on intentionally. Well, I do it intentionally, but I don't do it meanly. I think we've kind of been hit today. I think maybe we've taken a little bit of an um, inventory of our life, and maybe there's some people in this room that are thinking... You know, I haven't been intentional as I need to, and I haven't been as kind as I need to. And this is what I'd like. As they lead us in this last course, I'd like for just the next few minutes for you to just open your heart and let the Lord talk to you. Andrew's going to come in just a moment to close our service out. And I love you, Life Church. God bless you.